listening to the Twin Theory Podcast, Season 4, Episode 2. Right, welcome back. We have been gone for a little bit, but we are now back. It is still season four. This is episode two of the Twin Theory podcast, and we're so happy to be back and promise we're going to be more on a regular schedule now. Uh, for those that don't know, we were kind of uh, apart for about a year, not even kind of, we were apart for a year. Uh, me, Courtney, had to leave for work, and so we were. I was in Alabama. Marissa was you know, back in the DMV. So we, we tried to make it work for a little bit, but the last few months is, is struggle. So anyway, we are so happy to be back with you all and to get it uh, kicking again. So uh, with that, um, so excited about this episode. And we talked about, you know, kind of spending it back to us and our experiences and just some some interesting things that we've encountered and I think Marissa in some of our prior episodes we've talked about uh twin studies and we've even looked at like some you know documentaries and stuff like that that kind of tap into some of those twin studies and so uh this episode we want to kind of talk about some of that a little bit our experiences and kind of how it's worked and whatnot so anyway before we start is there anything that you want to holler at them and say Riss? welcome back <laughs> for us I guess we have been a little bit out of pocket for a while so happy to be back y'all yeah definitely definitely been a, been out for a while but definitely happy to be back um so looking at today's episode Marissa these twin studies. So in one, I can't even remember what episode we looked at, but it was like a twin doctor, a twin specialist. And he was running studies on the twins. They had been separated and then they, you know, came back together and he was doing like reaction and reflex study on him, you know, throwing a ball at him. And can you catch it with your left hand? It was the most bizarre, weirdest thing I have ever seen before in my adult life. Really, I'll say in my adult life, I have started to get these, these emails and I get text messages and even like pamphlets and newsletters in the mail from the Mid-Atlantic Twin Registry, which is located, it's at uh, the Virginia Commonwealth University. Uh, they have like a twin section or a registry or whatnot where they keep up with all the twins, I guess, born in like the, the Virginia and the, the Mid-Atlantic area. And so it's the most bizarre thing in the world, folks, because like I have never submitted any information to them, but they will always find me, okay? They will find me wherever I go. If I leave for work for a few months or whatever, they will find me. And I don't know who's giving them this information, but anyway, they recently contacted me about doing a twin survey uh, for COVID-19. And so I thought like, huh, this is interesting. And most of the surveys that they do, the official surveys they have, there's even, uh, either some small compensation or uh, they'll, you know, compensate you in some type of way. This one was a $50 Amazon gift card if you completed the survey, which, you know, for most people like $50 free for Amazon, you know, that's pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I was like, you know, I've never done one of these surveys before, but let me just kind of look into it and see what information they're asking for so first i'm getting to a little bit of background then we'll start asking some questions and dive a little deeper but for this um the 
twin 360 study and this is their explanation it says the twin 360 study will be used to promote our understanding of health conditions like COVID-19 and its impact twins provide unique insight that helps researchers estimate the roles environmental factors and genetics play in determining health outcomes as a MATR which is the mid-atlantic twin registry participant uh, you are being invited to take part in the twin 360 which starts with a questionnaire that would tell us more about how the COVID-19 pandemic impacted your lifestyle habits and physical and mental health the researchers also hope to gain insight into potential long-term effects including why some individuals that had COVID-19 infections develop worse and or lasting symptoms since you are a twin or they also uh, do this for uh, multiples as well, but they more so focus on twins. Um, this information may help scientists learn more about how heredity and a person's environment and the interaction between the two affect outcomes related to this pandemic. Uh, they also put in there, this information might also be used to determine if future uh, twin studies on this topic are possible so before I go any more into it just by reading just kind of like the overview getting the purpose in the background it's it's more heavy on like hey we're going to do this background this this survey you know the study that we want you to take part of and we are looking to tap into twins to try to figure out if that can give us more a better understanding of how this is going to affect everyone including people who aren't twins just just by getting some of that background marissa what are some of your first thoughts initial like when you hear that how do you feel about it so it's interesting because i don't particularly know that you can study twins and then generalize your findings on that to the general population i'm kind of interested as to why twins are the target factor for this like why twins explicitly are the ones to inform certain things within the general population. So I'm interested already in where their thought process is here for that. So I guess that's the first piece. Like why exactly are twins the 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 use case, if you will, or the the study to inform the larger population? And then is it even needed? Is is this needed? Like is this really going to help in a way, or is this kind of like a created? thing like a created this will help but whatever is helping is not really something that needs to be helped does that make sense you know in that regard so I think that's you know some of the initial questions that I have first off why are twins the target population here to come up with research and do things to then generalize to the general population um, I think is, is the main key here. And then what exactly is it that you're trying to address and what you're trying to address? Is it really an issue or is it a made up? Yeah, you know, uh, when I first saw it, I can't help but think the same things. You know, when, I, when I'm first reading through it and starting uh, to prep for the survey, I'm thinking to myself, hmm, 
Now, now, why do they need twins again? Like for COVID-19, it just seemed like somebody just wanted to get some grant money or some something. And they just, oh, let me throw twins on it because people just don't. I don't know. It just it's just really interesting. And so as I continued uh, to to fill out the consent and all of that, it, you know, starts to tell me, hey, some of the types of question you can expect to see um, may be questions about uh, demographic items like my general health, uh, my experiences with COVID-19 um, and, and certain habits, particularly uh, like changes in habits. Habits um, also have things like what I like to eat, my sleeping patterns, if I smoke, alcohol and drug use um, in connecting with family and friends as well as changes in my emotional state and feeling. And so, you know, again, these seem like general questions that I could, you know, see them surveying regular people, just the general population for. Uh, But it's just very interesting how they would take this research from twins and say, and like you said, apply it to the general public folks that aren't twins. Um, and so if any of you are out there, you know, I'm not, this is not a dig. This is not a hit towards them or anything. I'm, I, my background is in computer engineering, okay? Computer and electrical engineering. So I don't know how, you know, the medical side of it, how all the dots kind of drawn together to, to make something nice. So if you are in the medical field and you uh, have more information or, or you, you have uh, something that could really put these dots together, feel free to send us an email and just say, hey, li- listen, this is how it kind of all works and this is what they can do from that. Uh, one thing they also hinted at is that there are questions surrounding uh, potential long-term impacts of COVID-19 on my health uh, habits and interactions. Um, so this was the initial survey that they've done. I believe they will most likely do um, another uh, survey as well. So just to get into a little bit more, they they also specify that some of the survey questions to on topics that are sensitive and make make me feel uncomfortable I know one of the questions they asked in the very beginning is like is your twin still alive we understand this might be an uncomfortable question and I'm like uh yeah she is but I don't really know where you guys are hitting on with COVID-19 and how this is all looping in together but uh so so they you know pretty much said you know hey if you experience any negative consequences resulting from COVID-19 you might feel some uh distress and that you know you're not forced to provide any information, you know, whatever you felt comfortable with sharing, uh, you could share. And then they went on into the confidentiality of the records and how the data is collected and stored and, you know, what you should do to protect your, you know, your confidentiality or whatever you provide and what they do. Um, as well as it, it means if, uh, you know, you want to withdraw consent, if somewhere down the line you say, hey, actually, I shared some information that I don't want to share. I want that back. There is a, a they uh, there's a method that uh, could that goes along with that. So, um, again, uh, going into the benefits, you know, they specify that, you know, though you may not benefit directly from taking part, that your participation could result in uh, improving understanding of on the impact of COVID-19 on health and certain behaviors, as well as other understanding of long term health effects on COVID-19. Anyway, like I said, the compensation for it was, you know, a $50 Amazon gift card, which is cool, you know, so going into this next part, Marissa, that was (laughs) 
<laughs> that was like very interesting to me. I'll go into some of the the uh, initial questions. I don't want to give away too much. They also asked if I was comfortable with providing a saliva sample um so they said to do further analysis and i guess run further tests that they made they select i guess at random or they may decide to select for uh, me to participate in some sort of testing that required them sending a sampling kit for me to give them saliva and they <laughs> for them to test and they asked me was I okay with that of course I was like nah I'm not too sure about all of that because I'm like what so that again makes me just it, it makes me feel a little interesting like what are you doing with my saliva that's going to help with this COVID-19 to just help in general. It just seems like the saliva sample is something that they ask maybe with like every survey. Any, any, any thoughts on that? So I got a few things before we even get to the saliva. Let's back up a little bit because I know you're, you know, in engineering and that sort of thing, but I've done quite a bit of research as well as human subjects research. And honestly, I feel like for this particular survey, they're reaching out because they have a, a pretty solid survey frame and a, a, a list basically of, of solid email addresses or contacts of mailing where they can send out and contact people. So instead of trying to generally grab people or a sample from the population, they already have this list here. And so they're using it for this study. It's nothing, I don't think, explicitly just for twins. But since they have this frame here, they're using it for their research. Now, the saliva piece, I think is something separate, honestly. I don't know if it ties within the specific survey that they're completing for COVID-19. I feel like it's something that they're doing secondary, especially if you said they're mentioning this in every survey that they put out. That, I think, is, is something additional that I would be interested in knowing what exactly are they doing with the saliva, because I do feel like with the saliva, they're measuring something completely separate from COVID. But for the COVID questionnaire, honestly, I think it, they have a solid sample frame because they have these email addresses and these mail, mail addresses that have already been confirmed that they know folks are at and they can easily reach out and interview people within that frame without having to try and build a survey frame. I honestly think that for the COVID one. Saliva, yep, don't give them your saliva. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I I wasn't gonna give the saliva part. That was that caught me off guard. After going through all the stuff, it was like we have one last question. Would you be willing to give us a saliva sample? Like what? Wait a minute. Hold on. What? So yeah, that was that was kind of weird. And I agree. You know, just doing some COVID nineteen. It's a hot topic right now, which I mean, understandably so. And. It just seems like something that maybe a researcher or a scientist could get some quick money, some some real quick money off of and, and uh, some grant money or something like that to be able to conduct uh, these surveys. But, you know, again, I don't know. Um, so some of the other questions that were asked, uh, these were like preliminary questions. Uh, did any of the following uh, people have difficulty telling you and your twin apart when you were children? And then the first one, they, they had a list of of 
parents, family members, like teachers, strangers, that sort of thing. So you could put it there like, yeah, my teachers had a hard time telling me and my twin apart or strangers had a hard time. The other one is, are you and your twins eye color the same, almost the same, noticeably different, prefer not to answer? Uh, when you and your twin were children, were you alike as two peas in a pod or only normal family likeness? And then their answers were like alike as two peas in a pod, only normal family likeness, don't know or prefer not to answer. That's a very interesting question to me because it doesn't really give enough background to understand what is normal family likeness, what is two peas in a pod, whatever. Um, do you uh, think you and your twin are identical or non-identical fraternal twins they had uh, don't know non-identical fraternal identical or prefer not to answer and I answered identical and then the follow-up question is is there a particular reason why you think this and that one was like a just answer with whatever you think and you know I just put in there like oh uh, the doctor confirmed it at birth you know, like, I, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know where that, I mean, like, usually, I mean, we've just been told we were identical. So I assume we came out and the doctor said they're identical <laughs> or there's a blood test. I don't know how that works, to be quite honest with you, but it was, it was a little interesting question. Um, So there's more questions and stuff that I'll share. You know, maybe we'll do a part two to this, take a few surveys and, and do a part two, but just diving in and just kind of doing an introductory. I, I just thought it was so bizarre because they kept contacting me about this uh, twin 360 survey and, and you know, wanting to get that information and, and, you know, how it would help with the COVID-19 research and stuff that they were doing. And like I said, the saliva was what really threw me off. Like, okay, now what y'all doing with the saliva? Um, the other part of this that was so interesting to me, Marissa, is that they mentioned that you did not have to have your twin fill out the survey. So they understood that you were a twin. They have you registered as a twin. They know whether your twin is alive or deceased or whatnot, that you have a twin, but it's not required that your twin take the survey, which to me is even more mind boggling because is there any reason why you think? So it depends on the type of measurement that they're doing, right? So I would be more so interested if, they ask questions and I'm curious if they ask questions like about signs of you having COVID and then whether your twin had COVID, maybe signs that they had to see if there's some sort of biological um, susceptibility to COVID or something like that. Seeing as though the questions that you read out didn't seem to go in that route. Again, I think they're doing a, a survey within the survey or a study within the study because some of the questions that you you asked didn't seem to really line up with the COVID thing. So the twin questions about are we, you know, uh, identical and, and some of the other ones you asked are, are very different than just the, the COVID related questions. But if there are questions in there that are, you know, have you had COVID or symptoms of COVID? Has your twin had COVID or symptoms of COVID? To try and pull together a biological piece, I could understand it. So them not wanting, you know, my response is understood because honestly, I feel like they're fishing for a separate set of a separate set of data within the data that they're collecting. Like they can easily separate separate out the COVID question and the COVID stuff versus the twin information that they're interested in diving into further. Honestly, it's almost like screeners for additional surveys or other data they want to collect. So some initial 
twin-based question folded into a COVID survey to then determine from those screeners if they want to pull more information from you. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right with that. And I will clarify that this wasn't a part of the official survey. This was prior to me selecting the survey. There were preliminary pre-screening questions. So you're right, these were pre-screening questions and probably based off my answers, they were generating other <laughs> surveys or uh, other uh, tests that I could potentially participate in. Yeah, definitely that was interesting. And like I said, I'll be looking into maybe participating in some of these and seeing what's out there. This one is a Mid-Atlantic Twin Registry which seems to have been tracking me and Marissa since birth. Um, But I'm sure there are a lot of other twin registries. So definitely we'll be doing a bit of research on that. Uh, But definitely, you know, before we leave off, definitely wanted to to always open it up to you all with questions, um, you know, for our listeners to engage. You know, uh, have you ever heard of this twin study? And do you think that it's actually beneficial? You know, I've actually never heard of anything that came out and said that we were able able to remedy this blah 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 situation because of the successful twin studies that we were that we ran with the you know 10,000 twins that were in like what I have never ever heard of anything that you know there was any type of medical advancement based off of a twin you know, studies. So um, that would be interesting. I I bet it would be very interesting for some of the in-person ones that they have too. This one was, I could fill it out online or or I could call a number and answer the questions. The only thing I can think of when it comes to medical is when we were younger and even sometimes now when we're older, we get sick right behind each other. But I just feel like it's because we live in the same space. You know, like what would have been interesting is to track that when we were in college in two totally different states, you and Alabama, I'm in Virginia like me being sick and me calling you and you being sick too now that would have been something that I I feel like you know we could send that into the people and say what you think you know again doing more research we'll come up with a part two maybe even part three just depending on how much we find on this who we can talk to I thought about even uh maybe just calling the line and seeing if we could talk to somebody one of the scientists just to like get or whoever you know represents them just to get some background just to see how how quirky this might get down the line (laughs) how interesting this thing might get down the line but anyway um so yeah so that's that's what we're doing now um maybe i'll dive a little deeper in the questions next time but definitely we want to get your feedback and your questions as to how you how you feel about these surveys and really medical surveys in general do you think that they are uh, beneficial or not and um you know how could they be potentially beneficial and if you are in the medical field and you've conducted you know these types of tests and or, or you have any indication on you know how these tests are being used definitely reach out and, and let us know i'm afraid to send the saliva because i don't want them to do a, a clone version of me and marissa off of the saliva like i don't know what they're doing out there so i'm a little worried about that definitely uh glad to be back this month we'll be back with these on a regular basis now that um we're both together again so definitely you guys have a great one i hope you have a great summer seems like outside is, is about open again people are going out there but still be careful because covid is still out there you can still get sick so be careful when you're going out there and with that we will holler at y'all next month take care